Welcome to Talk Employment to Me by KLC, the pod where common sense meets useful advice. Another week and another episode. I'm your host, Stephanie Berry, together with Chris Sacco and Jared Sacco. Join us for new episodes every Friday at 3 p.m. So sit back, listen, and let's get started. Happy Friday, gang. Welcome back. How happy are we this hour, Jared? Always happy, especially on a Friday. It's your sarcasm that kills me, but I appreciate the effort. (laughs) At least I'm a good liar. Or am I not a good liar? Is that what you're telling me? No, I think you're a genuine person and I can tell when you're bullshitting me. That's the difference. (laughs) It's a nice way of putting it. (laughs) Welcome, Chris. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Um, End of March. End of quarter. End of month. Lead up into Grand Prix here in Melbourne. How exciting. I think they're getting... Oh, somebody will tell me I've said the wrong thing here, but up to 130,000 people anticipated through. So the city will be buzzing. We love a bit of sport. Well, I was I was there this morning and by the amount of people that were sprinting in when the gates opened, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more than that this time around. Well, see, there's fun things to do on a Friday in Melbourne. Oh, just ask Jared. Just ask Jared. <laughs> Jared to do that the morning off. I thought you were at a, a private appointment. Yeah, work it's a, it's a, it's a work event. event. It was a work event. Ah, that old chestnut. <laughs> well, speaking of work, today, A team, that's Chris, Jared, B team. I thought. Sometimes B team, depends what mood I'm in. We've talked about a lot of really great stuff and also just a lot of hot air in our time on on these podcasts. Um, Inspirational. We are, absolutely. But one of the things we have touched on in a few podcasts but not talked specifically about is the impact of changing roles, also known as job hopping, or gaps on your resume and how you can work around those to ensure that you're still selling yourself on your resume because your resume as we've said before is your first tool it's your first in first opportunity to sell yourselves so either of you happy happy for you to jump in the least less talking i have to do today the better for everyone but what are your kind of i don't know how do you put a positive light positive spin how do you continue to sell yourself and your experience when you have got gaps in your resume because you've been out of work or out of um, the employment space or how do you sell it because you have moved around a little bit? Maybe maybe we should explore the gaps first before the jump. And I think depending on how well you do this, you can do both well, um, depending what your motivators are. So let's talk about gaps in your resume. Let, let us not for a second think that people are not going to notice a gap in a resume. So if you finish a job in March of one year and you start the next job in January the year later, that is sticking out like fireworks, neon signs. We need to address it. If there is, you finish in January. Do you want me to break into song then? That's what I, baby, you're a fan. That's where my brain went. (laughs) Oh, do we have the option of cutting some of this? (laughs) (laughs) Cold and flu medication for this today. I might have a shot of water because I think a shot of alcohol with cold and flu tablets could be dangerous. 
Wow, see, this is where you throw me totally. I forgot even what the topic of today was because you're Sorry, saying. I'll go back into my Katy Perry and Juice Bubble. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Oh, Jared might break into some Spice Girl for next. Watch out. Um, he so, gives me if, real baby Spice vibes, Jared does. I'm you more of a sporty. I don't know. Some days you can be scary too. <laughs> I think if you finish a job in a January and you start the next uh, position in February of the same year, we don't have to talk about that. That's splitting hairs. But, you know, if there is a gap of anything more than a month, month, yeah, let's not worry about a month, two months. I think there needs to be a reason. Um, that reason might be I went on holiday. I sat on an island and I had to go find myself. People don't leave people guessing because if there's gaps in there, they're, they're going to go, is this a pattern that's forming? Now, now, if the gap is because you looked after an aging parent or a sick child, or um, you have to go and, I think I've said this in other podcasts, volunteer over somewhere in the world, put it in there because it mm. stops the questions. Um, really important that you identify that that's a unofficial paid job that's what you're doing that was your tour of duty for that period of time i think stop people from guessing and um, that would be my thoughts jared do you have thoughts on that yeah uh, i agree with what you're saying I, I think there are genuine reasons that people have gaps so you want to address them for, for some clients and some we work with gaps in resumes are alarming um, especially if they're for long periods of time because most people need to work Allow me without explanation, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So just being open to addressing it, because as you said, Chris, it's something that will stand out and I'm sure it's a question that will get asked more often than not. And the job market is fickle too. So at the moment, there are more jobs than there are candidates looking for jobs. So it's a job seekers market. So anyone that's out of work right now, there is probably going to be a reason that they're out of work. As Chris said, personal, uh, eat, pray, love, come to God moment, whatever it is, find yourself Bali retreat for six months, living off, you know, mung beans and rice, whatever it is that you're doing, then that's fine. Let us know that because in the current market, that does ring some alarm bells as to why mm -hmm. you've been out of work for a while. However, if I was to look back, you know, 10 plus years ago, even more, 2008, 2010, when the market was quite tough, if you were in a in a in a, a role that was seen as you know a bit of fat in a business and it was made redundant, then you need to make sure that you're putting that on there because a lot of those roles when we were going through GFCs and tough financial times were the first ones that were cut. So cost centers to the business that were seen as those kind of those fat people trimmed the fat. So make sure you're explaining that because a lot of the time, the headspace of the person looking at your resume might be in the here and now, which is. There's so many roles out there. Why are you not working? Give us the explanation. Mm. And, and the big one, the, sorry, the big one that you see that I see is people might have or women, not people, will have a 12, 18 month break, and you go, "What's been happening there?" They've actually been on maternity leave, or they've had a second baby and it's not on their resume. It's an easy thing. Put it on there. That way, whoever's looking isn't going. I wonder what Chris did for 18 months because it might look like. You've just taken a break, but you've actually gone and, and you've had maternity leave. So put those things on your CV. And I was going to say four times now, but I'll say it now because you both interrupted me. But I was going to say most recently, we talked, Steph, back in 2010 when um, we were going through a mini recession, you know, that people lost their jobs. People lost their jobs two years ago. 
through COVID. Yeah. Yep. Companies companies closed down. They wound down. They were on standby. Skeleton star. We all all those things those are words. acceptable. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, you know, as we're in this time right now, and it's all, all in the current. And why aren't you working? You'd look back on a resume, and it would be easy for some people to go, "What did? She, what were they doing three years ago? They've already forgotten that COVID exists because they're moving on yeah. and they're in the here and now. So make it bloody obvious on your resume. That's what I did. And you know what, Chris, that's a good point because in that process of maybe being stood down during COVID or being out of work, you might have had that, actually, that job wasn't my passion. I want to go back to study. I'm going to start a new new career path. I've got a, a different passion. I'm going to start a passion project on the side. And so if that's the case and you're studying or you've started a passion project, which could be, you know, hair made jewellery that you sell at markets, you know, that kind of thing that is pay some of the bills, but not all of the bills, and you're looking for something to supplement that, make that obvious on your resume again. So it doesn't look like you've been sitting at home twiddling your thumbs for two years. I've been upskilling, I've been studying, I've been whatever. Make that clear on your resume. Now, that doesn't mean that I want you to put paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of words together to give me a life story, because we've also spoken about the fact that white space is your friend on a resume, but you can do that in a quite clearly succinct manner that fills in the gaps for people. Mm-hmm. And that's all you've got to do. I think so too. In terms of job hopping, which is a horrible term, but my brain's so cloudy right now, I've not got another one, so we're going with it. But in terms of job hopping, so moving from role to role, sometimes that just happens and there's rationale for that. Um, and sometimes it happens because we know people that are career you know, tempers, they love temping, um, or because of their personal circumstances, short-term contracts work for them, whatever it may be, I think the advice, and I do not want to put words in both of your mouths, God forbid, but I do think the advice would be very similar. If you have had seven jobs in the last three years and they've been, you know, a two-month stint here, four months here, a month there, if they were contract, if they were temporary, make that known on your resume. If there was a permanent role and it didn't work out, make that known, why? Why? Because sometimes there's nothing worse as a recruiter and seeing a resume and you're like, why has this person only been in these roles for two months, for three months? And if it was a contract, perfect. That makes perfect sense. So, so can I throw that back at Jared, maybe you, because you're the one out of the three of us who are seeing more resumes. Um, but you've just- Re- Recently, across. recently. Nice, I, nice I think Chris, you still hold that crown tightly on your head. Here we go again. It's about how long I've been doing this job. Okay. Um, But Jared, if if you come across a candidate that looks good on paper per se, but they've only had roles for two and three months, and when you actually do delve in, it's because they haven't made it through through probation three or four or five times. How do you... How do you sell that on you know what what do you want people to say about that well there's not much you can say and that was what i feel like you asked me a question and answered it at the same time but i was what i was going to say was if if someone's been in a role for two months there is a thing called a probation period so the first thing that's going to perk up to me is they haven't made it through and and that's not where you want to be um so how can we sell that we need to know why you didn't make it through If, if if it's because 
you weren't good enough three occasions in a row or, or you weren't up to standard, then that's a separate issue. Um, but it's about addressing it. And, and I think the big thing that comes back to all of this, if you ask questions about why you've job hopped or, or why um, you've had gaps, it's being open to having that conversation. It's If, if you're really cagey when that question's asked, um, it's not going to work out well for you. So it's best to be upfront. If you didn't make it through a probation, there's nothing wrong with saying that and explaining why you think that happened and what you've learned from it and, and how you can improve. So, so would it be as a candidate putting my resume forward to you, knowing I've missed probation a couple of times? Can I just say that they were short-term assignments to get you to actually call me to get you? So, is that a lie? Is that embellishing the truth? Of course, you can. But when I do refs, I'm going to find out. Yeah. So, what's the message there? Yeah. I think what, like, it's about why you make it through probation. Was it not the right culture fit? Was there not the right training? Did you not feel like you? I think if you've got a level of self-awareness of why you weren't successful in making it through your probation, and maybe that comes down to asking the question when you're told that you're not making it through. Maybe you were working for a smaller organisation who didn't understand how to properly onboard someone and the training and support that they needed. Um, I think Probably. it just depends. Oh, it's your first yeah, roll out of uni and it, it wasn't what you expected. You weren't prepared, but you know what? This is what I learned from it and it's 12 yeah. months later and I'm ready to go. We've had a mini little, I don't even know what the right word is, but we've had a, a bit of a theme, I suppose, with some of the candidates that we have placed in roles recently who have not, because of COVID again, have not had the chance to do placements as part of their studies. And so therefore, their probation period has been really tough. That, that first six months has been really tough because what you learn in a book versus hands-on versus being in some really tricky situations are two very different things. And so sometimes, unfortunately, it's just that realisation of actually, I think I'd be better in a role that's not client-facing, it's not forward-facing, it's not doing outreach, it's not. So sometimes you do have those kind of come to Jesus moments where you can do some reflection. Oh, it's a religious corner too. It's because I haven't had a drink today, that's why. <laughs> you need one, I think. I do. So I think I think the secret is on your resume is don't hide. Like, be accountable for what's happened. And um, there's reasons why things happen. And as Jared has said as well, it's about the learning. You know, it's this is what I've taken away from that experience. And step what you said, I'm not, I, I thought I'd be this person, but I'm actually this person. And, you know, that, that's why I've applied for this role. Um, and then the only other thing I would just say, which is not this topic, but let's just make sure that all of your platforms say the same thing. Your LinkedIn, you know, let's not leave gaps and let's not have one resume for one platform or one resume for another. And also, I think if you've not made it through probation four or five times, that's a very different conversation that we need to be having. That's very different. That, that's, yeah, that's some self-reflection that potentially needs to be done. It may not be the right field for you. It may not be the right role for you. Um, again, that's not this topic, but just some food for thought. And maybe you should be applying for temp roles and get, you know, accept a four-month temp role and then hopefully that four months will turn to six months, will turn to eight months because yeah. you're actually filling a gap as opposed to being a disaster for a full-time ongoing role. You know, change your thinking. That's a whole different strategy, as you say. And maybe, Chris, we need to do, maybe we need to do a bit of a podcast on how you can use temp opportunities to benefit yourself. That might be a really good one. I should write that down, shouldn't I? I can't, I can't wait for next week. Is that it? Is that yeah, the topic? Yeah, done, done. <laughs> done. <laughs> 
so because I feel like we, this topic is, I, I actually feel like we will struggle to have three separate shots. To be fair to you guys, even though you like to copy each other each week anyway. Jared, why don't you do a shot on all of our behalfs? Because clearly you've already had a slack off day today at the at the Grand Prix. So why don't you just just keep going with it? Go on. Well, to be fair, I'm, I'm more than happy to go. I don't think Chris has ever done one on our behalf before because she always goes last and steals everyone else's. But <laughs> my key is just to address things. So, um, and there's many ways, different ways you can look at that. Not lying. If you haven't lasted somewhere, if it wasn't right, if you've got a gap, address it because you're going to give yourself the best opportunity by doing so. Because for some people, gaps, short rolls is an issue. Um, and you need to be aware of that if, if that's a situation you're in. So you need to be open to having those discussions and, and explaining why that's the case. Cheers. 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 Do you, do you have, I know I said Darren could do one on all of our behalf, Chris, but did you want to add? I signed out. You know, okay, so good, great. great. That's yeah. how impactful you are, Jared. Take that feedback on no. board, will you? What he said. What, what he, he said. said. Perfect. <laughs> no. I imagine that was you in class as a child, Chris, when they did presentations. What what she said. That I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Guys, as always, you are a pleasure, both of you. Even though I like to make fun of you, Jared, you're also a pleasure. Thank you, I know. I will see you guys same time, same place next week. See you then. Thanks, guys. guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Remember, the advice shared on the Talk Employment to Me podcast is general advice only. For specific advice, reach out to Stephanie, Chris and Jared or the whole KLC team. That's all for this episode. See you next Friday.